Did you see the game? MSU got a boat rowed straight up its deep end. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by Steve from Blues Clues, Kevin Grack, and <laughs> Beaver Stadium aficionado, Alex Plum. <laughs> and I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Anyone who's watching at home can see clearly on the Zoom that Kevin Grack is wearing the preternatural outfit of oh, Steve yes. from Blues Clues. Is this true? It is true, and I refuse to be indicted for what was a very good joke that only I, I can appreciate. That must truly be seen to be believed <laughs> yes. on an audio format. I wish you would have DM'd me about that so that I could have been in on the joke yeah. when I did the read. It, that's A-plus effort there, Plum. Thank a you. Plus it was a good joke. Uh, everyone yeah. appreciates it. No one cares about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, gentlemen, we have a lot to get to. Uh, I want to first say, and I think most important news of the weekend is Kevin Greck. Thank you so much for hosting me. Yeah, uh, that is the most important, most <laughs> impactful thing of the weekend. Um, I'm so proud of myself uh, <laughs> and all of my accomplishments <laughs> by housing you lot uh, for a couple of days. And that's the only thing. Of note that's happened since uh, last week, so we can move on. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. One other thing happened. I got engaged. So that was the only other important thing that happened, it turns out, for the entire weekend. You just stepped on the joke. Just stepped right on the joke. <laughs> I you really couldn't. expected you to come up with something. Oh, wait, really? I thought, I thought, I thought <laughs> for sure you were going to add to the bit, and then you truly stepped I, on the bit. I thought the joke was that the game. I thought it was the game. No, you 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 were indulged in a crush video of comedy that happened just there. <laughs> I, this is the second time since we've been together this evening that I have done this. It's right. I almost maybe, want to start the entire episode over. Maybe we we've just that we're meeting Alex Plum, alternate comic. Maybe having him, you know, he's settled down now. He's trying a new approach. Um, but yes, it is true. Uh, congratulations, Alex Plum. Uh, the Sorry big pop the question. <laughs> Sorry, it came out this way. <laughs> if it's if it's any consolation, and it shouldn't be, uh, it is funnier to me now that I get it. So. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe he didn't mention my engagement. Literally, <laughs> these people, these people don't care about me at all. Literally, I just spent the whole weekend with them. <laughs> was there that whole time they don't well, care. uh well we're gonna move on from this moment uh, no jonesy i know you've got something to say on this subject say that this is like it's true what you do this is why you're the host say oh the- but i think we can save it for later because i think we have some questions about how alex is feeling uh, and, uh, and I want to get into those feelings later on, because let me tell you for a man who seems to so capable of divorcing himself from sentiments that aren't hate and rage, I was nauseated by his ability to be obnoxiously cute with his 
the sweet little whispers are not the Alex that I know. Uh, and that tells me that Jason has made you a better person. And for that, we are all grateful. Tremendously grateful. And also, this is my first time meeting Jason, and uh, I couldn't be happier to have him in my life. Uh, He is funnier than you. Not a high bar, apparently, as evidenced so far today. Yeah, I think I think Jason would have known to play along on that. uh, that (laughs) Yes, and then he absolutely uh, true. And then he would have elevated it. Um, a real yes and man. A yes yeah. and man. And he did say yes. That's what's important. He did. Oh, there you go. That was good. That All was right. Good. Let's get out of this moment. And we'll talk more about it later on. Maybe you can share that story later. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> you haven't skipped through this bit. Uh, if we get a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans Your Life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Plum, do we have structure to this show? We have some things to discuss. They (laughs) will happen behind the green wall where football always leads, even when it is leading from behind. Very, (laughs) very behind. Uh, Basketball, LOL. We will not go off Grand River this week because who will have the time? We have to preview a Maryland game which frankly has been giving me diarrhea. And then last but not least, we will get into your Twitter questions while also reviewing our favorite of the liqueurs provided by one listener, Mike Jones. And that may be the only reason you have listened to the podcast today. Yeah. Not to uh, throw us all off, but one thing I do have to say before we jump into this week's game is talk about last week's game uh, because I skipped last week. I was too good for it, but (laughs) I do need to put a shout out to the Washington football fan base who were so generous and kind and fantastic to be around even uh, before the game. Uh, And then, of course, everyone I met uh, last weekend out in the Spartan fan base, Ali, you know, one of our Twitter questioners reached out to us very generously, uh, invited us to the to his uh tailgate we stopped by we had a fantastic time uh so appreciative of that met his girlfriend who's lovely um so anyway washington um great place to go see a game uh even when you're getting pantsed in front of everyone (laughs) and uh ali very nice meeting you sir sounds like Uh, a real mensch mm mm-hmm well, and uh, and I think you you said you were very happy that you weren't here last week for the podcast because your take would have been these things happen, <laughs> these things happen. NBD, everyone chill. Um, you've got me going to the mat for Scotty Hazelton, uh, Kevin Grex saying stuff happens. We're fine, uh, and. Um, yeah, I mean, there were concerning elements of that game, but I thought I was being optimistic, I think, uh, when I said that. Uh, and then I was proven most wrong. I just accurately wrong. I do have to ask if if you beat a team 56 to nothing and you walk away and you say, we might not be good. Is it? Have you gotten to like Alabama, Ohio State levels of delusion 
or does that mean your team is actually catastrophically bad? Because I think after watching the Minnesota game, we can all agree we might be in catastrophe land. Um, We're nearing it. Yeah. So, uh, who do we want to talk about first? Because it was bad at every at every phase. Uh, so, go ahead. Uh, well, I guess we get to choose uh, on one side. Uh, we scored no points. Let's not pretend. Yes, that's that right. Points were scored. That was done in garbage time under completely different circumstances. On the other side, no punts were forced. I believe, uh, if memory serves, it's as if both sides of the ball failed as much as they possibly could. So we should talk about special teams bump. And I have said from the beginning, as your special teams goes, so goes your team, which is how we know (laughs) that we are currently undefeated so far in football. We are 4-0. We are headed to the national championship. And... Uh, Rex begs himself as God. So I'll praise him. I'll praise Behringer. I don't know. It, Bryce Behringer was the only bright spot to an otherwise miserable, miserable, fucked performance. I, I was rooting against us from first scoring. I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't even want to, I didn't want to touch down in garbage time. I was the only one in that stadium that was disappointed when we scored. Yeah, I remember there was a well, point you were basically the only one in that stadium when we scored. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was seven of us left. That's true. That's right, Joel. Did we at one point in time force a three and out and uh, or stopped a first down of some sort? And I believe yeah. everyone cheered. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't quite ironic cheering, but it was near enough to ironically cheering for Michigan State. Yep. That like, oh, you did a we did a we did a football. You did a a very football thing. Um, I want to give credit where credit's due. That is to the fans that left after Peyton Thorne's second interception. There was an audible booing of him as he left the field, and then people were just flowing out of that stadium. It was as if there was a tornado or a bomb threat. The boos were cascading down. The boos were cascading. And I am not one to approve booing players but in that situation, I did join them. I did yell boo. I was not saying boo earns, which someone asked me if that was what I was yelling. I wasn't. I was booing. I was booing. Full-throated booing. I don't, what else do you do there? I mean, so, and, and all of the comments. Oh, God, the, the comments, the Twitter feedback. Don't blame the players. We have the talent. It's clearly not the talent. It's the coaches. What? Are you, were you the... What are you, ta- what talent? There is no considerable talent on the O-line as evidenced by the fact that we can't yeah. get Berger more than a yard and a half. But even yeah, when you can, stay. yeah, no, I mean, but, but even, and even when they're, but even when he, even when Berger should know better, even when Berger should just be like, I resign, take back my scholarship. I don't know what I'll do, but it isn't this. He, right up the middle. So I truly, I, there, I don't, the talent, what, I don't know about the talent. I don't know what talent you're talking about. Yes, I believe we like to sprinkle uh, numbers in occasionally. The rushing net total, uh, mm. 38 yards on the day. 2.7 mm-hmm. yards per rush. Um, Noah wild. Kim bringing in the high watermark of five yards per carry on his one. 
Just uh, <laughs> longest carry of the yeah, game. He he mic dropped on that. He's like, fine, I'm good here. Uh, I yeah, that's the you're right because you can't uh, on the one hand yell, hey Jay Johnson, why don't you throw the ball more? In and in fairness, uh, you need to um be able to put plays together in order to throw the ball more. But like, if you can't get a yard, ah, yard, then that's not the play calling, right? Like, yeah, it, that's it right. is, there, there is no play in that playbook that is not intended to score a touchdown. Yeah. Like, obviously there are ones that have higher risk, higher reward, you know, but like in theory, if everyone blocked and won their assignment, every play would go for a touchdown. Right. So like, I, Yep. This this wholly unacceptable performance is uh woof. I don't know. Um Am I looking at these stats right? Um that there were <laughs> they do seem surreal. It's difficult. <laughs> like when you're there, it's difficult to like really get a full grasp of things. Right. right. Um I'm seeing 14 total rushing attempts and 31 passing attempts. It didn't seem quite that lopsided, but was it really, truly that lopsided? I think what's more alarming is that we ran that many plays. That's true. Being behind a, a million bajillion points. Um, because, because, I mean, does it, is, there a, is, there a, is there a statistic for three and outs? For how many three and outs we had? Because all of them. I, yeah. How many first downs? We only had four first downs, I think. Didn't we? Uh, yeah. 14 total first downs. But a lot of those are, again, in Garbage uh, time. That that's a cumulative number from the beginning of the season. So actually, everything that was, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, but time of possession uh, is maybe the that's uh, it. That's the one. So forty-two and a half minutes for Minnesota. They yeah. possessed the ball to the seventeen and a half that Michigan State possessed the ball. We were two. Uh, let's say, and let's say it this way: two of eight on third down conversions. One of two on fourth down conversions. That's and right, Minnesota. Was ten of twelve on their third down conversions, and so good. In fact, they didn't need to attempt any fourth downs. So good for them. Very good. Very good. Uh, five for five in the red zone from uh, from the old Minnesota Golden Gophers. And did um, you notice it was the exact same play, the sort sort of short slant run that it hit? They hit eighty eight every single time. I don't care if he's nine feet tall. They hit him every fucking time. They should have had a kid out there with a ladder running after him, climbing the ladder to bat the ball away. Just unforgivable on every level. And everyone is to, I am to blame. You are to blame. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Mel Tucker is absolutely to blame. Let's talk about Amir Speed. Let's talk about cornerbacks coaching because I thought that there was something that he tried to, I don't know, take responsibility for after Washington. Didn't really seem to be paying off against Minnesota at home. Yeah, and uh, so uh, Minnesota throws for 268 yards. Uh, that is the quarterback that I described as what mid would call mid. Um, that <laughs> is, I mean, he's 20, like nine, right? He's yeah. got a substantial body of work, and this was by far his best game of his career. So may- maybe he's had a breakthrough. Pennix. I think he had nearly best game of his career. I think he had nearly 200 yards in the first half. Oh, God. Um, you know, and they were balanced. <laughs> 240 
yards on the ground in 48 attempts. Uh, I shoot. I didn't even realize Tanner Morgan went 23 for 26 through the year. Yep. And, and, you know, I I will say for everyone who complained last at Washington about run too much soft zone, don't blitz enough. Well, we blitzed a lot more and we played a lot more man. Still was cover three. There's a lot of zone there. I'm not going to pretend that like it wasn't still a lot of the same, but there was more man and there was a lot more blitzing and nothing worked. No one got home. So I don't, I, I don't know in some ways you can say scheme adjustments, but like we're still going to run a four, two, five. We're still going to run a cover three. I think Bama and Georgia run cover three. Like this isn't going to change the, but the, I don't know how you look at 23 for 26 and and the rushing yardage and and not come to some conclusion that maybe the horses just aren't there. Do you think Brandon Jordan is thinking about going back to mowing lawns or whatever it was that he was doing before he became a coach again? Like, um, I don't 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 I don't want to be associated with this. This is not good for my brand. This is not uh, helping getting NFL talent at my BL Jordan Expos or whatever they're called. Uh I, this was just, uh, maybe we talk about this in historical context. Where is this in your like most demoralizing games of all time hierarchy? Um, it, 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 it is, I don't know. I was really demoralized after the Purdue game last year. I was really was demoralized rough. after the Purdue, Purdue game, but the Purdue game was at least, there were flashes there th- this was unique in that there wasn't a single flash i mean even then he fumbled the ball but th- there that that was the only real flash i uh i was on campus as a student one time when illinois won its first uh road big 10 game in like 57 attempts yep that was demoralizing um there Didn't was northwestern cook us once really bad there was one of those, you know, the Ohio state games are different because it's like they do Whatever. that to people. Yeah. The problem with this one is like uh Minnesota doesn't do this to people. I don't know if Minnesota does or doesn't do it to people. I, and I think that's right. I mean, let's just say they don't do it to people. This is, this is a program loss. This is ineptitude on every side of the ball on every side of the touchline. I mean, this was, Everyone, except for, teams. Except for, except for Bryce Barringer, got make peace be upon him. And there Jack is Jones, one for one on his extra points. Yep, My still God. has not missed an extra point. Yeah, fire Steve Rusnak. I don't. I if I I the we knew what we knew what we were getting with the Mac. We knew what we were getting with the Mac. We knew that the Mac was the Mac, and that was what it was. And those were two games, and they shouldn't have counted, but they did. And thank God, because we're going to be two and five hundred. So what does it matter? Washington was a wake-up call. Washington was an alarm. Washington re- revealed that there were issues. Minnesota demonstrated that this program and these coaches have no solutions to the problems. Because in the last, Washington is a program that Minnesota aspires to be. And if at We're home, a program that Minnesota aspires to be. Not anymore. Good and news. If, and, if, yeah, out there. and if at home... And if at home we are unable and, dare I say, unwilling, 
this is not, this is it. I don't know. I mean, it, do if, if we hit four wins at this point, my so God. I, I'm with you, Plum, especially in criticizing the coaches uh, because Jonesy, yeah. last week you did the thought experiment of comparing talent to Washington. We mm-hmm. live and at, at home over drinks did the same thing for Minnesota. What were the findings? Do you recall? Uh, Minnesota's recruiting has been ass and has made us look good even in the late D'Antonio years. Um, yeah. And their best year, uh, I think, might have been 2020. Um, and their top rated recruit is now on our roster. So, um, so the, this, the whole talent differential thing for me falls apart when well, it's against yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it, it, I, I think the talent differential piece is a relevant question as it relates to ideas about rebuilds, right? Like, because it, it, and my response was it might bringing that up was in particular about Graham Couch's argument that like, what's tough about the Washington loss is that they're farther along faster in their rebuild. I thought that was kind of a BS argument because you aggregate enough talent, like, um, and besides, and also co- we had an 11 win season last year. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah. It, and that was coming off of a COVID year, right? Like, I mean, that 11 year win season was pretty impressive. The, the, so I, I don't, I don't, I'm not willing to like step away from that, but what I am willing to say where, where it's fair to have a conversation about the Mel Tucker plan is all those guys that we got rid of and albeit going to schools yes. like Akron, which truly is uh, a bottom feeder in, yeah. in football, but like, would you have been better off developing that talent? Because what Minnesota does have, is talent retention. Yeah. I mean, literally they're 30 year old quarterback, but that, that, that I think is a, you know, it it is a different piece that maybe we just, we didn't, you couldn't bring enough in through the portal to overcompensate for what you would get for time in program. Now, maybe none of that matters that like in fairness, maybe none of that matters because if you have a new coach and you're installing a new system, time in program doesn't really count the same as when it's under one regime. But I mean, that is like, I, I don't think we should, this should, uh, I will say this, this should never happen to Michigan State. What happened at home against Minnesota is so wholly unacceptable. That said, I want to just ask a question. If Minnesota wins the West and Washington wins the Pac-12, does that make you feel any different about being embarrassed? Again, I don't think it changes that, like, that's not the standard. That's not acceptable. Like, I mean, sure. Yeah. Would, it would put it in perspective. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, I don't, what do you want? I mean, fuck. I like, want you to go off. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting you to go off. So angry. I can't, I don't have the strength for it. No, I, but I mean, think of it, fuck. Think of it this way. No. Peyton Thorne sucked ass. Minnesota isn't good enough. Minnesota isn't good enough to shut Peyton Thorne down like that. How do you explain the defensive line collapsing play after play? Who the fuck is my Malvin Tay-Tay? Fuck off. Fuck off all of them. It's not. It doesn't. No. 
No, they're not good enough for that to be. You, hey, the West is effectively the Mac. The West is effectively the 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 Sun Pack Sun <laughs> Pack Sun <laughs> conference. Like no one even knows who the Sun Belt was. I was going for, but Pack Sun so much better. I, no one cares about who the West is, and I know we're not obviously good in the East, but this is you can't lose. Like, you can't get shut out at home to the West. Any team in the West, you can't. I don't care if they're the best. Yeah, Iowa couldn't shut it. That's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Agreed. And we did it to ourselves. No. Agree. I will I will at least say I'm looking through the participation chart as it relates to the D-line. Um, we're pretty banged up there. <laughs> like, I mean, Zion Young, I think true freshman Zion Young is is getting snaps on the D-line. Um, Jaden Mangum is playing. Powers Warren is getting snaps at tight end. Uh, like I, I just don't know. I think some walk-ons are on here. I just don't know, to your question about the defensive line, I, like the injury component of all of this is a bit of a, a question mark for me. Um, but I... This starts with Mel in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Johnson, uh, it is unclear that he is a competent offensive coordinator. Like we're what we're seeing, people talk about what you know Mel Tucker's owed because of uh, K nine, but like we have two coordinators who are among the highest paid in the country. Yeah, I think if you want credit for last season. And the coaches did. Take <laughs> yep. it. They, wa- they wanted credit then. You got to take credit now. now. Yep. Yep. Um, but this is well. I, what's concerning to me is that uh, we're. I, I, I'm open to the idea that there's just not the talent there. But like, I'm not seeing anything from, in particular, Jay Johnson that is acknowledging we can't run the ball. And what am I going to do to create a a simulated running game? So, like, whether that's screen passes, like you, you know, I'm not saying we need to go full Western Kentucky, but I'm not seeing any adaptation. None. None. And Mel Tucker today is indicating that actually. It may not be quite as bad as we all think. It's just the running backs aren't hitting the holes. What but, holes? Well, what, that's, what holes? I just I don't need I don't need an all world player to I, I like I don't I don't know I like. Am I missing the holes? Are they black holes? Are they hidden no. holes? That I want to appropriate at first. <laughs> well, listen. There aren't holes. The offensive line isn't capable of producing the holes. They don't know how to. I, I, I'm unable. I'm unable to. I'm unable to. This is, and this is actually, to your point, was doubly frustrating. I'm not going to accept any more platitudes out of Mel Tucker. I was willing to go for it for a little bit because, you know, it was cute. Keep chopping, relentless, deep water, whatever the fuck. Uh-uh. We're out of that now. Uh, we need substance. We need real substantive things. And if you don't want to fire your coaches, that's fine. But then you better be lighting them up every week. Everyone that may hire these gentlemen in the future should know exactly what you're dealing with here. 
until they effectively decide to resign for their own dignity, which of course they're not going to do because they're getting paid so fucking well. Well, we're, uh, I think we got questions about coach firing later on. Um, I, I, we can just answer that right now. I, we don't know talk that well yet, but it's not, not going to happen. Happening. No. I, I also, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about, we picked up a commitment today. Um, I, you know, if you like the class of 2023 as it's coming together, if you like the class of 2024 as it's coming together, coaching changes introduce variable to those classes. Um, and so retaining that talent is uh, difficult. So if you're both losing and firing coaches, uh, that may not be a recipe for your rebuild. Um, so maybe we wait until signing day before we start firing people. I guess though, I would rather take winning uh, in the hand rather than two recruits in the bush, but maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'm... Well, I mean, if you told me we're going to win nine games this season, sure, fine, if firing a coordinator got you that. But like, I don't think firing a coordinator now gets you to nine wins. So we're two and two. Um... Would you guys... Speaking of locking in, would you lock in... I think everyone would lock in seven and five right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Great. Are you kidding me? I don't know where they come from. I don't, who do you have to kill? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's not even practical. It's, it's it, impossible. It's right. truly astounding. Where would you lock in six and six then? Yes. That's, yes. A bull, yes. that's a bull game. That's a bull game. Would you 100. lock in five and seven? Yes. Six I six would lock in five and seven. Just to say the recruiting class. Yes. Because who comes when we only win four games this season? Who comes? Who comes? Because there's a fine line between I got an opportunity to really shine and holy shit, we've been sold a bill of goods. This program is a little more than G-wagons on the football stadium so we can get some hot pictures. And oh, look at we're serving pancakes to guys on the floor. Like I'm at a certain point, real questions have to be asked around competence. And you asked, will firing Jay Johnson actually get us an extra win or two? I believe it actually will. If you have, I could play call at this point with a little bit more verve and panache than the same run play on first down. Just got to find those holes, Mel says. Just, just got to find those holes. It does, it does. Jay Johnson's offense feels a lot like the Dave Warner offense right now. Yeah. Predictable. I, from a uh, recruiting standpoint, though, if you're Mel, can you say something to these guys like, hey, if we got a guy of your talent, look what can happen. You know, get that love and win season. But I don't know. I don't know. I've never recruited. I'd be terrible at recruiting, as you guys well know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, anything else on this game that we want to say? Uh, just talking about moving forward, uh, Peyton Thorne has been big stinky. Like, Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about. I mean, because. 11 point two QBR performance. Yeah, um, that's higher than ten, so that's good, right? That's exactly that's how that's the how the system works. Is it higher than ten? Good, really good, great. You are you are the best. Yep. Um, it's like counting. What, what was Noah Kim's QBR? A quadrillion. Uh, <laughs> the um. Uh, that's good. Holy, Noah Kim did go six for seven. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a little uh, note on the wall at uh, the tin camp that I think someone will find. 
Someone what, is going to I, find. I don't remember. What, did, what does it say? I think I just saw it out of the corner of my eye. It said, start Noah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know that that happens anytime soon, but at this point in time, Peyton Thorne is averaging over a turnover a game. Uh, and and almost all of our turnovers have come from Peyton Thorne this year. So it is, um, and he's actively turning the ball over <laughs> in in moments where you might find a, a shred of dignity um, and seems to just drop it on the grass. Yeah, it's like very op- inopportune turnovers. They're the worst turnovers. Like, yeah. It's like even worse than a regular turnover somehow. It is. Because dignity was on dignity was on the line, and he shat it out. Uh, shat the bed. So uh, yeah, I, I I the upcoming schedule. I don't know that it makes sense to start someone other than Peyton Thorne. I don't know that you're positioning them for success. Um, certainly wouldn't want to throw somebody new in against Ohio State for funsies. But you know, why not burn it why all? Not? Why not? All right, let's uh, let's mention real quick Jamari Howard. We got some good news. Class of 2024. Oh, we skipped fan experience. We need a quick review of Spartan Stadium. Alex, Spartan uh, Stadium. Spartan Stadium was fantastic. Uh, it was it had everything that we wanted. It had decently sized lines because no one was there. Uh, for our hot dogs, uh, they had replenished the onions and the jalapenos so we could gussy up our hot dogs. Uh, Jason insisted. I didn't object. Uh, troughs. We peed in troughs. My God, we peed in troughs. If it had an ounce of sun, I would have bought a melting moments. Alas. Uh, and the best part was, as I've already said, fans expressed their displeasure both verbally and visually. Throng upon throng of man, woman, child, inebriated goat, leaving the stadium en masse to represent displeasure and opprobrium, malice of heart toward a team that couldn't care less about me or you or winning. So overall, uh, two thumbs up. Go to Spartan Stadium, but don't expect to win. Greg? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, I grew to really resent uh, Red Hat Guy down on the field. Like, I know the games are just as long when I'm watching them at home as when I'm watching them there. Um, but uh, wow, wow, do I hate Red Hat Man on the field. Um, we are looking at a a long lifetime of four to maybe someday four and a half, five hour college football games. And they make it harder to say, let's yeah. go watch them there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not only it's do you miss harder. things. The yeah. length is harder there. Yeah. And Sorry. you're not getting as much information. There's not as much, you know, stimuli they're mm-hmm. pumping in, uh, music which is fine but like you're not even getting so much the connection to the band i'm not i'm not the old guy complaining about the music i don't care um but you're not and i i think the one thing that i wanted to comment on and this is not going to be surprising to anybody but i hate sitting with the people who buy tickets that are not students oh my god it is my god like, I, I don't know. Alan Haller, confirmed listener, I need you to hear this and hear it loudly. You need whatever the equivalent of a supporters section is at Michigan State. Put or at least next- an, his own alumni game or something yeah. like yeah. that that like, you can target. I 
I want to uh, show up. I want to stand. I want to participate in cheers. I want to yell and scream and, uh, you know, represent uh, Michigan State with truly only a modicum of dignity. But the rest of it I will leave on the field. And um, and I don't feel welcome to be a actual fan at the stadium. And I find that to be yeah. boring. Um, at least at home, I get to scream. Like, it, that not that weird that I get to yell at home in ways that I don't at the stadium? Uh, so, I don't know. I, I, I found it to just be quiet. And it's it, that's on top of the crappy product that was put on the field. So... Supporter section is is a good idea, and it would yeah. be people would pay would for that. Beneficial. Yeah, it's something that I would have. I would only choose and target 100%. that section. I would I would have paid an extra, I don't know, fifty dollars or so just to be able to sit in people who were idiots. Yep, I could have Venmo you. Similar idiots. All right. Uh, so Jamari Howard, real quick. Oh, Jamari yeah. Howard, uh, 2024, right now that class is up number nine in the country. That doesn't matter. There's only two dudes. Uh, but, but Jamari Howard, uh, Pure Group, Bama, uh, Florida State, <laughs> uh, Miami, Texas A&M, um, you know, uh, some some of these, some, some of those. Bama. Uh, Bama. We'll say it again. <laughs> uh, but he pulled it off. So four-star commits after watching that game. After watching that. After watching that, and he's a cornerback, so he was probably like, I get to start day one, um, and I'll go pro after as fast as possible, whatever it is. I um, the, one, uh, the one thing outside of Jamari that I think picking up a commitment like that after a performance like that, that, that does give me a little hope. Like, that, because y- you do have to worry that this season is going to go off the rails. And that class that you need in 2023, yet yeah, I know Plum, you're going to say that you have worried. Yes, it is going to go off the rails. But you, so you have to worry then that that precipitates a a losing of the class of 2023, which we cannot afford if we hope Mel Tucker is able to build something. So picking up a commit like this, I think, is a huge deal. And I don't think we said it. four star, 171 yeah. in the country. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a top yeah. 200 kid, baby. Top 200 kid. All right. Uh, Brandon Sands, uh, M- oh. Mike Jones, what have you to say of Mr. Brandon Sands? Well, it's spelled with an E and a Z, which means it's easy with Brandon Sands. So that's all you need to know. Our guy, Brandon Sands, is uh, a mortgage broker with Gold Star Mortgage. He is a man who leads a team that is licensed to help you out in all of Big Ten country, except... In Iowa, but that's because no one closes on anything in Iowa. Um, the uh, uh, Gold Star is a Fortune 500 Michigan-based company that funds over a billion dollars mortgage annually. Um, Brand's team has over 100 years of combined experience. Look, uh, I'm not going to give you the whole spiel that we do normally on like, and you should buy now because of X, Y, and Z. But I will tell you this, that if you're in the market to buy, shop that rate around. Brandon knows he's selling you money. So call Brandon. He's got a whole host of products to fit each individual's financial needs and see if Brandon can give you the best bang for your buck. Uh, That's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z at Gold Star Mortgage. Give him a look up, give him a call, consultative dude, uh, and, and he'll help you out.
Uh, Greg, you want to talk to us about Maryland? Yeah, we're not do we doing want to talk about River. We're not yeah. doing that stuff. Um, so Maryland. I'm going to do shots while you do that. Do that. Interesting case. So I refuse to call him Baby Tua. So I'm going to just mispronounce his name because I've tried. Righty Tua? Lefty Tua? Righty Tua. I've still sucked at it. So Tegelavoa, which is I know is not it. I know is not it, but it's all I'm personally capable of. Uh, He's been okay this season, but he did get yanked at Michigan, mostly because he like didn't get injured on a play, but just sort of like generally succumbed to injury over the course of the game. Um, But bad news, backup Billy Edwards Jr. came in and immediately did a scoring drive. So even that's not a real person. Billy Edwards is not a real. It does. It does look like it does seem like the NCAA football uh, 2004 algorithm just generated that dude Mm -hmm. uh, on your on your fake team, because in 2004, they wouldn't have tried like anything other than Billy Edwards as a fake player name. White. Uh, so I don't know which of these two dudes is going to be the quarterback on Saturday. I do know that they're going to have a career day. So maybe they're like <laughs> paper, rock, scissoring for it right now. Um, so I can't even like make fun of Maryland for what happened against Michigan because of everything. So, um, Whoever it is, they're going to put up crazy numbers. Um, The running backs there are solid. One thing that is worth probably talking about, because it's been so difficult for us, is the wide receiver core. So um, they lost um, Damis Jr. to uh, injury last year. Um, He's having difficulty coming back. Um, But uh, like they've still got guys that can catch the ball copeland jones felton they're all like fine they're all putting up numbers um the really concerning thing is that in what i've seen of that last game and the game before is the maryland o-line was giving the quarterback plenty of time and Mm -hmm. that was against other defensive lines that aren't in green and white so Whoever that quarterback is going to be, they're going to have plenty of time to set up and throw to a unremarkable but capable wide receiver core and tight ends. You know how we've been lied to for several years and told that tight ends are going to be a big part of the offense? Well, that's actually true at Maryland. And um, Dupre, I believe is uh, how it's pronounced. Uh, is I didn't see him catch uh, any balls personally, but I went looking at the box score from last week, like did pretty well. So, um, and also he apparently hurdled the dude as a tight end. So love that. Great. Um, the good news is good news is if there's anything Maryland defensive line also having Real difficulty. Like Blake Corum, I don't think anyone on this podcast holds Blake Corum in like the highest of esteem. Uh, I'm told he's having Kenneth Walker type year. Oh, great. Oh, my God. All you have to do is play three of the 10 worst teams on the planet. And and then Maryland. (laughs) And then Maryland. Uh, But he did have 250 rushing guards in that game. So um, big gaps um, got opened up by that. O line, um, and they were able to run 
run through it. Um, the other good news is because of injury, it looks like uh, they're going to have two starting linebackers that are freshmen, like true freshmen. So it's a bad week to come off of a terrible rushing performance, mm. um, but maybe we'll feel better about it when we record next week. So I, Maryland. in some ways, this is a, uh, if, if what I said is true, if it ends up being true that Eastern, not Eastern, that uh, Minnesota wins the West and Washington is, wins the PAC 12 or is really competitive for it, then Maryland may end up being the game that tells us, are you truly as catastrophically bad as you think you are? So we have that to look forward to. Uh, did I see though, that the line on this was only like seven or 10 Maryland by seven. I would suggest sure. you take that, by the way. This is not a betting <laughs> podcast, but... Um, <laughs> but take that. But really, at least then you can mitigate your sadness with winnings. Yeah, um, it's a good... They always say, like, it's nice to have a little scratch on the side, you know, maybe a little hedge. This seems like a good hedge opportunity. Um, all right, before we get to Twitter questions, we got to give a shout out to listener Mike Jones, uh, who hooked us up with some... Booze for the tailgate, and the one we wanted to chat about the most was the Foggy Mountain peanut butter. Um, we liked it. Yeah, and I think none of us wanted to like it. No. Well, I think because we had heard so much about Foggy Mountain salted caramel. And, uh, uh, and frankly, the, the cinnamon also. But coffee was good. And so, the peach is great. Peach is good. Coffee is good. Peanut butter. Pe- very good. Yeah, uh, for sure. You could put that over like some milk or some heavy cream. You could put it over a little bit of ice. It's a great like dessert whiskey. Um, perfect for tailgates. Also, if you're just looking for something that's non-committal on the sort of like booze heavy front. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. We all enjoyed it. Um, so Foggy Mountain, check out their uh, line of spirits, whiskey based flavored spirits. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's head into... <laughs> A true six you didn't pager want to talk of talk about certain barstool spirits. Oh yes, that's right. The Pink Whitney, which is as quality as barstool is. Uh, <laughs> um, I I don't know how many how much we're dating ourselves, or if this was a vodka that was in vogue during our time in college. But if anyone ever has had Popoff or Kamchaka vodkas then you'll know what this tastes like if you mixed it with Country Time Pink Lemonade Powder. Uh, the Pink Whitney was much appreciated, listener Mike Jones, but you're going to need a whole lot of club soda to bury the taste of that nonsense. Um, so Foggy Mountain definitely gets Foggy that. Mountain peanut butter, coffee, and peach. <laughs> Do it all. Honestly, all of them mixed together probably would taste better than Pink Whitney. Um Anyway, all right, let's do Twitter questions. First up, the Chris, the Chris Davis? The. Uh, yeah, so does he, like, every time he tweets, does he have to pay royalties to Ohio State? Well, it's, uh, I'm just, uh, the was uh, two E's. Um, that's how you get around that. Yeah, there you go. Genius, Chris Davis. Gee, that's, that's galaxy brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you just made a typo when you typed it in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, first question, only question. Chris, thank you for the question. Hazelton and now even Jay Johnson are taking most of the blame. But how does Mel, as the head coach, not make sure his guys are ready and with a proper game plan? This is on him as much as anyone. 
I said this last week after the Washington mm-hmm. game. It was just, if not more, on Mel Tucker. I, I also agree. And this is, this is a point that we made a lot when it was D'Antonio time. Some of the things that you don't like about this team come from the head coach. They're the mm-hmm. head coach's point of view, the way he wants to play. And that stands with Mel right now. I mean, that man has said how many times that he thinks that he has exactly the staff he needs and it's just that the players aren't executing. Like, how many times do you have to hear that? Like, he can can criticize your coaches. It does happen. So, Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. Famously, famously, on the way out the door was like, and he sucks, and he sucks, and he sucks. <laughs> It's it's amazing what a golden parachute frees your mouth to say. Yeah. Really, <laughs> well, I mean, perfect. In, in fairness, Scott Frost was trying so hard to get fired before the next two weeks were up so he could get that ex- extra 7.5. Um, all right, next up is Matt Boone. Why should I not want to see Noah Kim as the starter next Saturday? He looks impressive, and Thorne is not showing much to be desired. I like Kim's ability to read the field, move in the pocket, quick trigger, and has a st- strong arm. Like Thorne, but this team needs someone else, in my opinion. You are not wrong. We must start Noah. Hashtag start Noah. Trend Hashtag it. tin can. Hashtag I, I tin say, can. Plum, I think Matt Boone was at the tin can. Hashtag <laughs> coffee flavored PBR. Uh, you... they, they also have a sign for the pink Whitney at the, the tin mm-hmm. can. So I don't know how much we want to trust things written on the well, wall. There, but it's in the back. It's as far back as it's... signs can possibly go. <laughs> not on the COVID side, on the regular bar side. Yeah. Listen, not on the human filth side. We, f- we fun, we fun, but Matt Boone is right. What is, what has Peyton Thorne earned this year? He was, he has been miserable in every game he has played except Washington except Washington but even then he waited a minute and a half to really start going he didn't get good until the second half so I'm not quite and by that point by the way the game was lost so he literally had nowhere to go and we, we discussed on the pod last week how half of his completion rate was simply necessity because he just had to throw the ball because clearly there was no other option so I'm not I'm not really sold. And to the point I think you made earlier, Jones, his failures this weekend were, because we've talked, this podcast is actually quite consistent on context. Context matters, right? An ill shot three or the free throw that didn't go in at the wrong moment matters more than the missed free throw in the opening seconds of the game. So too, when Thorne boners, not one, but two passes and fumbles the ball on his own three, or I guess on their three. That is... He truly tripped on his own dick. <laughs> Unforced, unforgivable, and therefore, start Noah. I think I, uh, at Hopcat, I think I found a menu that had Peyton Thornburger crossed out. Crossed out. Anyway, we'll Was see what happens. Was that from Noah's parents? developing story uh (laughs) next up from john rambo uh welcome john did the heisman level play of kenneth walker blind us from seeing what the team would really be without him a little bit but i will point out last year's team did win a few games 
without Kenneth Walker playing. I'll just point that out. Just point that out. I, yeah, and we lost a lot of experience on the offensive line. Even still, though, is it a little bit weird that there are no huge, like, thorn to Reed plays? Is it because Reed, like, we know that Reed is injured, but is he just, like, not the Reed of last year? I think I think he might be more injured than we realize. Yeah, that he's really just out there as a distraction. I mean, I like you know we clowned on Kate and Hauser tipping his hand that Reed had been in and out, and then Courtney Hawkins is like, well, he's earned some time off, but I don't, I don't know how you don't come to the conclusion that he didn't get to fully participate in fall camp. That I mean, we Mm -hmm. saw even in the first two games, every time he got hit. He came up wincing, oftentimes had to sit out plays, and then, you know, ends up getting a large cut on his back, which I know, yeah, but if you've got stitches on your, like, I don't know how you participate in a a full contact sport. Um, So I I just, I, I have no reason to believe that he just didn't have something go wrong this year. And... Maybe he's back next year. He's got a COVID year, right? Sure. We'll find out. Yeah. What I can tell you is no one is talking about Jaden Reed and um, Peyton Thorne going to high school together. No one gives a fuck anymore. Well, they'd have to be mentioned in the same sentence for anyone to bring that up. Fair. Good point. uh, All right. Next up is John Ebelby. Uh, (laughs) What? The fuck was that? <laughs> That's it. We could have just started with that. Ended why with wasn't that. Why wasn't that the intro? Whole podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, the, I could have read a stat, and and Plum could have just responded with, "What the fuck was that?" You know, what, let's redo it. Let's redo it. We've got time. Old, yeah. We've got time. Probably would move with a better <laughs> clip if we're being real. Um, yeah. I, it was embarrassing. I like I don't. I, I I remember how supremely angry and dissatisfied I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm fine with Michigan State losing. Like I think that's the important thing. I like I don't like losing, but that was different, and it sucked. Next up, Sheehan's underscore sports. We were supposed to have Matt on at some point in time. And I don't know if now is really the moment to, or maybe really not the moment to. But I think we got to get Matt. Maybe Matt after the Maryland. We should reach out to Matt and see if he wants to come on after the Maryland game. It'll be conditional on how the Maryland game goes. (laughs) Uh, Matt asks, uh, when does the sleep bank start to kick in? Uh, well, the problem is this sleep bank uh, pays like 2% interest and inflation's at uh, <laughs> a billion percent right now in college it's, football. It's crypto. It's in crypto. Yeah. Someone lost their key. They can't get it out. Yeah. So we're stuck in sleep bonds right now. Uh, got our, t- our talent tied up. Um, but good point. I like that. This, this, uh, I, I like that. All right. <laughs> Uh, next up at rel to true, uh, will Hazleton Hazleton actually be fired mid season? I'd, I'd be really surprised. Yeah. Heavy doubt. I just don't see how it happens. I just don't see how it happens. It it should. I don't see the, I don't see the benefit. Like, I don't know 
what you actually get out of that. I it, yeah yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say firing a, a coordinator to me as a head coach feels a lot like hiring McKinsey if you're like a global right. VP. All right. It's like oh, we have a problem and I'm going to show the CEO or the board or whoever that we're taking it seriously. The difference is, in this case, the head coach has a 10-year fully guaranteed contract and doesn't need to hire McKinsey. And in that same way, he doesn't need to fire a coach mid-season. He can take the heat. And he is. That's that's right. He can take the heat for for a year. Yeah. This is the reason he won't do it. But that doesn't answer the question, why shouldn't he do it? And I think that for me is the difference. Jones, you asked, what would we get out of it by firing them? I think it would be a recognition that Scotty Hazleton is not equipped for the job that he has. He, he, you, the expectation has to be that we have to be able to also develop talent that in the event that you have something where you're at the place of zero depth, and you're playing players who are all of them unpreferred walk-ons, that there has at some point be a way to acknowledge that I have to earn my money now. I have to do something. Scotty Hazelton has demonstrated that he is unable to do anything. He can't even do one thing. Not one thing. So... Well, as another Twitter questioner points out, he probably was able to do one thing. Early last year, um, we'll get ransacking the, the capital. <laughs> uh, next up That's is at Matty Rose Faith. Uh, <laughs> we got we got a bunch of people who have never hopped in. This is fun. Uh, out of the eight remaining games, how many more opening drives do we start? Three and out. <laughs> right now, we are on a three-game streak. I like this question because. So the the beginning of games are scripted. They have decided what plays to call in advance of the game. It's also fun because it gives you even more contrast with the last season where the team was scoring on the first play of the game all over the place. Why is the answer to her question nine? <laughs> That's what we need to sit with. We need to sit with how is it nine? And why sit in the stink? Well, I mean, it could very well be because we get to a bowl game. Wow. All right. Next up is at MSU propagandist. Uh, why do we have so many fans that are soft as Charmin ultra toilet paper who want to bail on our coach and the program after a couple rough games during a complete rebuild from the ground up? Thanks, guys. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag go green. I like this question. Finally, someone is saying what truly no one else is. So I think that's helpful. Uh... <laughs> I don't know that anyone's. I, I don't know that anyone's bailing on Tucker. No. And I think asking but, for accountability is different than bailing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think. My particularly last week, my thing was that if you want to say something about Scotty, be prepared for what that really means. That you were truly uh, making a token sacrifice at that point in time. I okay, and maybe we are, and that's fine. I mean, no one thinks that I'm the person to come to for sane, oh, rational. No, things. but you're not. Say, you're not saying anything that other people aren't saying. Like 
I'm, I'm, my whole point is that this, yeah. this is as much Mel Tucker's defense as it is Scotty Hazleton's. Oh, the cornerbacks, 100%. This gets and, back to my very relatable McKinsey yeah. premise from before. Yeah. So I Which just, everyone understood. Yeah. The, <laughs> I just, I, you know, I, I think the, the, the piece of this that maybe we haven't talked enough about is that maybe the breakdown is in coaching. Oh. Right. Like it's not, it's not the scheme. It's not the recruiting oh. it, and it's, it, and, and Scotty Hazleton has been very successful in a number of places. So maybe for whatever reason, it's just not being coached well to these particular. Maybe players. it doesn't need to be a coordinator that gets fired. Maybe it's a position coach in the defensive secondary. <laughs> Who's been on a downward trend. Who has never really recovered from his trip to Florida. <laughs> and his best moment was identifying a two-star who then became a pro bowler. Like... I- yeah, you know, I don't know how I feel. I'm just I'm going back to his question or her question. I don't know MSU propagandists' question. I, I, I would reject the uh, like as someone who probably agrees with you on a great number of things. MSU propagandist. I don't know that I fully agree on on the premise, and yeah. uh, because I I am in the what what we saw was wholly unacceptable. That's it, and it's even worse because it was after what we saw at Washington. And let's just be clear. If if Minnesota wins the West, if it's, Washington it's still wins the Vegas, it's unacceptable because we're not even competitive. And yes. we cannot be uncompetitive, especially at home, but we cannot be uncompetitive. And and rebuild or no rebuild. Fine. Rebuild, then we won't be competitive against Ohio State. Fine. We won't be competitive against I hate to say it, maybe Michigan one year, but we will never be uncompetitive against any team in the West. Unacceptable. So I think it's different. Um, yep. All right. Uh, couldn't agree more. Thank you for the question. At Green9511, how is Tucker not surprised by what he saw? He saw them never in the game. So this is a <laughs> uh, uh, a response to the after um the the game press conference where Tucker said that he's uh, he was not surprised. Um, his the rest of the comment was I've seen enough football that I'm just not surprised by things. Um, if he wasn't surprised by this, he should have called every voter individually and let it. them know that they are setting expectations far too high for this team and they should lower them. That's where I would have started if this outcome didn't or really I just kind of put the last 124 minutes of football all together if the last two games don't surprise you a little bit why did we inflate the expectations for this team yeah maybe when uh when Xavier Henderson said that we'll go as far as our offensive line will take us he both assumed that a he and Darius Snow would be healthy this year and B, assumed that the offense remained competent and that it, in fact, was not garbage. But it is garbage, so that didn't mean that the defense was any good either. I'm just saying. Best question. He saw them never in the game? (laughs) I'm still laughing about that. Next up is that green guy. How many points does the 2018 team put up on this defense? 
Uh, that that is a painful thing. I, I refuse to participate in that thought experiment. Hold on, I want to ask this question though, because this is a different, a light, slightly different question by about ten years. Uh, this is the observation that I had to you, Jonesy, when we were sitting in the stadium, which was, God, I haven't felt like this sitting with you in a stadium since the John L. years, since the good old John good L. Old. years. That's what it felt like. That's exactly what it felt like watching this game. This was a John L. football team. Underperforming, no expectation, no one really cares. If John L. knew how to make keep chopping signals with his cowboy boot, he would have. Um, I would so say I, keep vacationing. Keep vacationing. <laughs> Kilimanjaro is the, the true opponent here. Keep climbing. Keep climbing. Yeehaw. Uh, yeehaw. I'll point out that 2018 team went on the road and put 24 points up on Maryland. I'm just saying. Just... We will not do that. Nope. All right. Uh, next up, go MSU butt boy 69. Not heard from you in a while. Glad you're back. <laughs> We've you. missed you. Uh, how has the FBI not arrested Hazleton for his role in January 6th? <laughs> People are saying. People are asking. Maybe maybe that's your way, fan base, of getting rid of Hazleton. You put in an anonymous tip. Just at the FBI. And then, honestly, you can p- do that picture of all those people and say, spot the difference. It truly is like uh, that CAPTCHA thing. Like, which There's going to be a beard in there that is close enough. Close enough. You- Where is Janet Reno when you need her? All right. Next up is Glenn Batten. Is it bad that I'm now happy that I have plans the next two weekends so I can't watch MSU? Completely, completely reasonable and yeah. good for you. Good for yeah. you. Uh, next up, Grandma Kunj. Uh, Noah Kim is obviously not starting, but Boo, bad take. Him, next question. With him u- using him in a J.J. McCarthy role like Michigan did last year. Clearly has the feel for the end zone and is a nice change of pace for the offense. Throws the opposing defense off guard. It seems to me that Peyton Thorne would have the J.J. McCarthy role as he fumbles in clutch moments. <laughs> good. It's very good. Thank you. It's very good. Thank you. I think we criticized that uh, approach far too much last year to now advocate for it. So Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know who the starting quarterback is or who was the quarterback last year or who will be the quarterback next week at University of Michigan. I don't care. Don't tell me. And it doesn't matter. They're the same person anyway. Um, I saw the mashup picture of the two of them and I couldn't tell any of the three of them apart. So I really didn't care for any of it. So anyway, Noah Kim. Start (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. All right. Next up, the ashiest Joe. Oh, Joe. Oh, you. First, did we keep chopping? Oh, we kept chopping all right. We took that nice cutting board. We undid our belts. We we put our... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. And we chopped, chopped away. We chopped away. <laughs> Minced, in fact. Minced. That's what it felt like on Saturday in the stadium. That's what it felt like. Next up from the SES Joe, <laughs> we might be dead last in passing defense again. Do we have the least talented secondary in all FBS? 
I think this is a great question. It kind of goes back to the like, should we have just kept some people and developed them a little bit? Um, but, I, I, but, but doesn't that imply that the coaching staff has the skills to develop players? People are asking. The real question is, could we be the worst in both the FBS and the FCS? Does the FCS exist anywhere? It does. Um, how about the FLS? I made that one up. Well, we're the worst in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's all you need. You can just keep making up stuff. We're the worst in that. We're the worst in the next one. Yep. It's it's rough, Ashius Joe. It is. <sighs> all right, last one. This is a good one. I can't answer it because I've been quite apoplectic on the coaches already. The defense is bad, but the offense might be worse with time of possession, again, proving to be the story of the game. What do you need to see to believe the coaching staff is actually capable of improving this team? Michael Jones, coach, apologist. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't have a great answer to this. I, I mean, there's... There are like the the decision to throw like a three or four yard pass on a third and nine is baffling. Um, the continued insistence on let's try out for a while to see if we can run the ball when you clearly can't. can't. Um, the I mean to 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 continue to have Amir Speed, who at least presents a physical mismatch on literally anyone that he is guarding bail out immediately like they have him pressing and mm-hmm. then they have him bail out immediately and i'm i'm confused by some of that now tucker has indicated that they will make some changes this week to how they are they're scheming things up um but like i don't i also don't know that this team can be improved if your offensive line i don't care what the scheme is can't get a push against akron you're not good that's a that's a talent thing. Yeah. So I don't see it happening in season. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably right. I think we suck. I think we <laughs> suck. I think Peyton Thorne is not good. Also, I want to be on record as saying uh, <laughs> thank you. For whatever for whatever reason, he is not good this year. Yeah. Yeah, something so, happened to him. Something. I, I don't. I, maybe he doesn't trust his offensive line, and like it's in his head. I mean, yeah. it could be that simple. But yeah. For whatever reason, and it, I'm sure. So young receivers are missing stuff, but like he, he's just not, it's not there right now. You can't, can't keep throwing picks and fumbling the ball and me trust uh, you. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Oh. It sucked. Uh, Spartan 18770, which is worse, Greg, the fact that the players didn't want to be on the field Saturday or the coaches didn't want to be on the field Saturday. <laughs> That's good. It's good parallelism. It's a great sentence structure. It's great. Well done. Uh, way to be able to write at the very least, Spartan eighteen seven seventy. <laughs> yeah, not allowed on this podcast. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I just learned something. Um, it, it, it's this is one of the things that's hard to see from the from the stands. Did it look like the players kind of gave up? I, I assume they did. It was demoralizing. Yes. So yeah, and uh, at one point, Peyton Thorne was looking around at him, getting booed, and was like. I'm getting booed. Like at one point I feel like he was trying to like signal the fans to stop. And I was like, Oh, oh futile child. and sad. You dumb, 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 dummy. Dumb. These boos are for you, Peyton, for you. I mean, the boos on the first drive, I think were, I, I will say this because I, the boos started the first drive very early and they were for Jay Johnson. I mean, they were for the whole yeah, team, but they were true. for, yeah, 
like again, like again, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You had all week to plan that. Yep. Anyway, I I'm gonna take us a little. Well, no, keep going. Maybe with the question will come up. Uh, Spartan eighteen seven seventy also asks, "Do we keep Maryland under fifty points next week, Plum?" No. Next question: What should I do now that my Saturdays have freed up? <laughs> they haven't, Spartan eighteen seven seven zero. We know you're a sicko just like us. Oh. <laughs> so these are the moments that you get to earn your fandom. These are the just like with your four hundred one k. Like these are the moments that you log in, you stare at it, and you just like. Oh, miserable. Oh, I hate everything about myself. <laughs> I want to, this is how much Alex Plum does not like this team and what he's seeing. He is so over Michigan State football, he scheduled his wedding during football season. Next year. That's true. Yep. That's, it's you, it's you not going to be better. You've it's not going it. to be better. It's true. And not only can it, and not only will it get worse, because it can. Oh, it can. It can. Uh, I think it's, I don't, we don't obviously have the schedule yet. I'm quite confident it'll be on the U of M um, MSU game. And when that happens, I need my immediate family to be with me, unavailable to watch the game. And therefore it will, it will temper the feedback that I have to endure on my own day of wedding. So in many respects, it's, this is harm reduction. It's cute I that like you that. think that people aren't going to watch the game because of your wedding. Uh, I think that's great. Yeah, he's um, get, there's going to be a basket for phones when you come yes, in. Yes, literally phones, televisions, uh, portable radios, old-timey TVs that are like long and have vacuum tubes in them with antennas. <laughs> All of the, all of this is now contraband. Yeah. Uh, next up from Eric Ozinich. Uh, I know that winning is out of the question during the October slate. My question is, will MSU have a lead in any game at any point until November? So this question makes me think <laughs> they continue to defer the coin toss when they win it. That's it. Good job. That's it. Yep. And I don't know that you can afford to do that with this team. That's right. hundred percent. Yep. That, that, and that is in fact, the only way that that's the only way is Peyton gets hot, gets hot on the first, first go of it. We score one touchdown. Yep. Picks out a screenplay, even just yep. a screenplay and seven points later. And everyone's sitting fat and sassy and then just fisted, fisted. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So I wish we were recording this. I, I wish we were recording this because you can't see it, but uh, Plum just did a very forceful fisted straight into the camera, and that could have been the accompanying GIF. It was uh, it's GIF. GIF. It is GIF. I never say GIF, but I said it there because I was so taken by it. Uh, to go with this episode, it could be the episode title coming through your phone on iTunes. It's like the uh, the guy at the the MMA fight who's like grabbing by the dick. Yeah, yeah, with the with the twist grab in your twist. fist. Yeah, the gra- <laughs> grab and twist. Yeah. Uh, next up from Dan Hellpepper, just because the second best coach in Washtenaw County can't deal with another coach strategically or intellectually, does that prove said coach is definitely good? I don't know what this means. I don't know what either. I, don't either. I read it and I'm not sure. I assume. Uh, 
Is is it? Easy? I assume that the first best coach in Washtenaw County is uh, uh, who coaches Eastern now. Uh, why I can I never say Imani Bates' dad? I, that's where I was going. <laughs> Elgin Bates. Uh, Elgin. Is, who Elgin? Is the coach of it is. It is. Yeah. Elgin. Dan, follow up with us. Uh, help us with this for next week. And next has, up. Why is no one asked yet? And why didn't we mention yet that Imani Bates is in prison? <laughs> well, we don't need to talk about it. Uh, Chris Creighton. All right. We don't need to talk Chris about Creighton. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Creighton down at the factory. Uh, yeah, that whole that whole situation sad. does not need to be dwelled upon. All right. All right. Live and on right. the podcast, at least. Yeah, we can, oh, we can goss offline, baby. Yeah. Next up from Tyrone Couch. Uh, I don't think Kim is better than Thorne, but he is like the wide-eyed, confident gunslinger that just throws the ball in 0.3 seconds. With this lack of line and lack of running game, do you think he would be more productive overall? Not a better QB, but better for this team. Plum. Tyrone, I was just going to say, go to the tin can. Find yourself at the chalk wall. Say WWPD. What would Plum do? I want to know how many people have co-signed on that. I want to know how many people have taken to accentuating it, adding little stars and hash marks. Tally marks. Tally marks and signatures and social security numbers and other important things. This makes more sense now. I actually got an East Lansing info alert this morning that the tin can is now called Start Noah. (laughs) Because it just grew and grew, it grew, and grew. so much, so much. They've got a Noah Kim pudding shot now to just uh, oh, compete oh. with uh, Hopcat. Soft, silky Noah Kim shot. Anyway, it can't be worse. It can't. It's a shot in the end zone. You know what I mean? <laughs> shot somewhere. Listen, Noah Kim's not going to fist us the way that Peyton Thorne has. That's what I know. That's all I know. All right. Next oh, but honestly, no, but just one second. But he, he can't do worse. He can't work tomorrow? Yeah. All right. Good point. <laughs> all right. Speaking of doing worse, uh, number two from Tyrone Couch, which is worse, still being excited to watch this team despite the disappointing play or still planning to travel to Illinois for the granddaddy of the Midwest? Yes, I say that in jest, and I've already fully paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm uh, taking my school son. Uh, won't it be fun? It, no, he says it won't be fun. It, uh, I, well, I decided to put some flourish on it. God bless um, you in your fandom. Look, I, here's what that, I need. I need to know. This is what I need to know. We need to know. Bert Bielema. We need to know, does he have the truck with the boat attached to it? Because that is my theory. He has the Jeep truck. I believe you said it's the Jeep truck, Greg. I need to know if he drives a Jeep truck. That's what I need to know. Uh, Two of us on this podcast have driven for MSU football. I don't regret it. Jonesy, do you regret it? Uh, No, I got to hang out with you guys. You got displaced from your room on on Saturday night. No, we're possibly have. Next up from Tyrone Couch, rant of the week. WTF is with the stupid non-driving shows that double across a double line on a one-way turning lane uh, near a signal. To make a left in the opposite direction, double line means do not cross. <laughs> Stay in your lane of traffic. Also, F this defense again. 
I don't fully understand the scenario. It, I do, and it makes complete sense. It's terrifying to see someone cross the double line when you're heading opposing them. It's disconcerting. It's off-putting. It's much like watching the team play football this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know when you're going to get killed. You don't know when you might kill yourself. You don't know when you might opt in to swerve into the vehicle just to put yourself out of your misery. So To feel yes, something. To feel anything. No, do not cross Fuck this defense again. Thank you. Yes. Next up, Alec Baldwin prop gun. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that. that I, you were going to skip it. So no, I had to these questions are all like really sincere MSU football questions coming from like this obvious like horrible just troll account. <laughs> not very good. First up, which Tucker recruits have had an impact? Coleman and Brantley, maybe? Well, I mean, those are. Also, redshirt freshman or Brantley is a sophomore now, but like he's only had two meaningful classes. I I don't, I'm not, but that's the right list. That is the right list of people who have had had an impact. Um, but I'm I'm not holding that against Tucker. I don't think any reasonable person could hold that against Tucker. Yeah, I mean, Berger's been shit for sure. Um, Transfer. Oh, you're not going to do. Okay, fine. All right, you're right. Okay, you're right. Sorry. Yep. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Well, I miss you get a quarterback sack in Big Ten play. By accident. One will, like, fall over with a defensive end near him. (laughs) J.J. McCarthy will trip. J.J. McCarthy will trip. trip. Uh, See, we can rely on Jones to to have that, like, real deep hatred hatred and and memory. Yeah. Uh, and finally, from the Alec Baldwin prop gun, what happened to the abundance of, of linebackers we expected? I've only seen Halloway and uh, Van Sumeren out there. I like how you called him Halloway because you're right. His name doesn't matter and it shouldn't be pronounced correctly. And he can fuck all the way off because he's all been day. garbage. The number of times that Hank Halliday or who cares was out there just looking around for someone to block, looking around for someone to maybe block a pass or and just confused and looking the fuck around. Why have 11 guys when you can have Cal Halliday and the rest of his ilk just looking the fuck around? My favorite part of the game, Cal Halliday, looking. Uh, we also thought Jacoby Winman was going to be playing linebacker. We obviously suspected Darius Snow would be there. Um, and, uh, and, and we've also seen not Brule, uh, who's the other one, um, but he's also been hurt. Rules, rules. There's, there's been some injuries. It's not great. We're all looking for Brule's rules. We're all looking for Brule's rules. Good. That's good. Maybe we want to move Jacoby Winman back to linebacker. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Nothing at this point could hurt. If we can't get a pass rush, we might as well have a linebacker who can set the defense. Anything? Bueller. Bueller. Uh, Bueller. Next up is the upper deck. (laughs) Next up is the upper deck jerk guy. Will the basketball team even make the tournament? Yes. Next question. Is the football team's performance Max Christie's fault? 100% yes. (laughs) Loathsome, detestable, ignoble, and bad at basketball Max Christie is, to be sure, 
to be blamed for the current state of affairs at this school because the players, apoplectic though they were that he did not pan out, were somehow yet even angry and more downtrodden by the fact that he decided to waste all of his considerable talent at an early NBA berth, never to see a minute on the court because he is so fucking useless like this team. Ha ha! Let's stay in that energy because the next up from the upper deck jerk guy, what would you do with this football team that would give us a better product on the field? (laughs) Jonesy, can you, as the host, explain for the audience what we're seeing here? So there are five digits that are reduced to zero. And they are uh, being uh, pushed into an infinite abyss. Uh, 11. 11 to 22. Infinite abyss. Next up is at DieHardMSU. Is not firing coaches midseason still the answer? Yes. Look, I I assume that this is maybe at me in particular for some of my defense of Scotty Hazleton. but I st- like it. I'm open to the idea he gets fired at the end of the year. I'm open to the idea that Harlan Barnett gets fired at the end of the year. I'm open to that idea, and it's fine. I it, there is a coaching breakdown, if nothing else. Yeah, because I, I refuse to believe truly that we have collected the most inept people uh, to play our secondary. Um, but you know, if it truly just takes one person to biff and that screws the whole thing up, then maybe we have. But um, I, I don't get, know what that gets you pre-signing day. Talk mm-hmm. to me after signing day. Yeah. Get the signatures. So, though maybe Harlan Burnett, you fire him, and maybe we pick up some recruits because he got no one. So, there's yeah. that too. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, from Die Hard MSU, can we even win four games this season? Maybe. Maybe not. We would lock in. Five and seven, apparently. Uh, and then finally from Die Hard MSU, is it you time for QB2 now? Again, so many of our listeners were at the tin can on Saturday. It's it's wild how many. I just, I want to be clear. These questions hadn't come in by the time that I trended. Oh, oh I thought it was, I thought it was just some handsome devil writing that on the wall. At, uh, Before. At the t- it was, twas you the whole time. Before I predicted history. Before I. <laughs> culturally referenced something that everyone else was going to glom onto. Yes, I did. I think you should just claim that you were sourced on this and that now you are. Uh, Speaking of which, when do we get media credentials? This is something that we need to talk to the MSU Board of Trustees about. President Stanley. about this. Graham Couch should be. Chris Solari should be consulted. Uh, Reginald Whitmer should be consulted about. I have real questions. Dark Brandon will get us a a Listen. I think, honestly, Plum, if you would go to the press conferences, we would get, we would get credentials. I should. But it ha- it I would has ask to be, the best it questions. Has to be. It has to be you. Coach, uh, Alex Plum, I can't read, can't write. Which, and just choose one, and then you got a lot of options. Which of the players did you want to fist the most after this game? <laughs> Full fist. Thank you. With with that now, peach me, bull ring on there. Now tell me about four fingers. Who's at four fingers? <laughs> Who gets four? All right. Next up is uh, listener Mike Jones. Let's start this off on a positive and congratulate Mr. Plum. Uh, well, we had to do that at the beginning because it was going to get to a dark place. 
Uh, and because he brought it up. <laughs> because he brought it up. That's right. And Damn it, I did. I really did. Uh, it, Plum's wedding announcements are truly going to be a, did I tell you I was married? Did, did you watch my Instagram post? Did, I tell did you, you hear about it on the pod? Did, you, did, did I tell you? you? Did I tell you? Did, did I tell you? you? <laughs> Next up from... <laughs> Next up from listener Mike Jones, uh, worst MSQ game you've ever watched. Can you name one that was worse? I can't. Interesting. Can't. Uh, other thing that was interesting, Rook came in and dropped knowledge on everyone. Uh, he mentioned the Bobby Williams lost the team blowout against U of M. Um, lo- losing game to Northwestern in the 80s, ending their losing streak. That does sound bleak. Um, it's like, it's just being passed on like, a like the monster from it follows. Um, or it's been an embarrassing two weeks, but let's not make it seem like we haven't dealt with tough times before. So like appreciate that historical context, but you probably don't appreciate that. I'm characterizing as historical, uh, I'm realizing <laughs> now, but, uh, I mean, I mean, there's two John L ones that come to mind too. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments, a formative moments, the Notre Dame game that led to uh, Valenti's inexplicable fame. Uh, and then that high he has been chasing forever. Um, Speaking of which, you call that game both your favorite and least favorite game. Like, this yeah, is we're going to have to unpack that later on. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's, it's yeah. I enjoy the the emotional masochism of it. Uh there, then there's also the um, the kids are working their tails off and the coaches are screwing it up moment. Of that was John just L. a good half one too. Great. Yeah, yeah. It didn't get better in the second half. Um, you know, it's uh, speaking of Northwestern. There was that time that John L's team had the largest uh, comeback in I think it's certainly yeah. MSU history, but then, maybe then NCAA history. Yeah, and uh, that's real cool. Except you got there in the first place, like. I don't, there was, there's been a parade of embarrassments that we like were active participants in, but this one would felt like we had graduated past some of that nonsense. Mm. And then to be back in that plum to your point about it, feeling like John L for, to feel that unprepared for the moment was that sucked. Next up from listener Mike Jones, watching this team just tells me even more that Kenneth Walker should have won the Heisman last year. This is probably a two-win team without him, and they won 11 games somehow this year. How do we demand a recount? Well, I think we just remember. Well, Scotty Hazleton has your back on that. He is asking for the votes to be counted appropriately and correctly. (laughs) I can't believe it took you that long to pick up on that. That disappointed me. I got that. Uh, I got that. Yeah, you were right. like, "What is he talking about right now?" Uh, I, it, but we also know that's just not a credible award. So yep. yeah, the bigger, better point, better point. Last up from listener Mike Jones, Mr. Jones, you, you spent takes did he get? No, well, no he's allowed to. He gives us. He gives us. He gives us free boots. And also, frankly, the other ones weren't. They were just replies from at Rook, uh, Mr. Jones, <clears throat> Michael B. P. Jones. You spent money. You probably suffered on I-80. You drove 10 plus hours and Mel shit in your Cheerios. Who do you want fired first? And please, for the love of God, don't tell me no one. We pay him like this is a big boy program. Make big boy changes. 
Yeah. All right. So uh, I also want to, I'm going to throw a CT and TC here also up because he says, I truly hope the result of a football game didn't ruin your trip to your alma mater. Of course it didn't. I had a great time with my friends. Uh, I love being on campus. It, we had a great time, albeit crunchies was ass. Uh, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, I, if I, if, if you're forcing me to pick somebody to fire, I don't know, Ross Ells, Harlan Barnett, like both. <laughs> I, I just, Jay Johnson, I like, I, but I'm not, I'm not going to co-sign on a mid-season firing. I think it's stupid. And there's just too much risk in for what gain for truly like, what do you think the upside is? You think the absence of a coach is going to suddenly make them understand the scheme. You think they're going to move, change the way they play defense mid season. And that's going to make them good. Like, I, I mean, I, I want people to really think this through. And I don't know that there is a, any advantage to a mid season firing, which is why Mel Tucker is not going to say, I think this coach's ass and he'll be fired at the end of the season because he's not a moron because then you've lost your players at that point in time too. You can, we all know from Tom Izzo, you can verbally abuse the players and they will continue to play for you. You cannot do that to the coaches. All right. Next. And also CT, uh, that little last part played into some narratives. So that's interesting. Uh, but also good to have you back, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for the question. And that was very nice and sincere. Uh, what? What's this? I mean, Alex Plum um, actively tried to ruin my trip, but you know. Uh, and I'm not done yet. I have more up my sleeve. <laughs> yeah, me me booking a hotel in the future because of you. All right. Next up, John Hubbard asks: Are the hosts ready to revisit the defense and the way its scheme is run, or are you sticking to the idea that nothing can be done and that it is just the way it is? It's got to be like scheme. I just, got to scheme it. John, you tell me what you think scheme means. Yeah, and if you can do it using fewer than four words, then okay, you're right. Well, John, as a Bears fan, was streets ahead on criticizing Mel Tucker. He was not a, born into this. Not a Beaver fan. That's weird. All right. Whatever, I guess. Next up from John Hub. Again, there's layers there. All right. Wait, so Jonesy is recording even though he traveled for the game. Why didn't Grek record last week when he was on the road? I have a life. I have respect for myself, John. Mm, People are asking. That's though. not the answer. That's <laughs> not it. Whatever it is, that's clearly not <laughs> Maybe not the answer. Uh, next up was CTNTC. Also good to have you back, buddy. Uh, then Eland Bloom. Uh, was the tailgate at least worth it? Mm. Yeah. Yes, mm. it was worth it. It was, it was great to hang out with friends. Who, and all of our best friends were there. All of them. All of, no one that missed it there. was a friend of ours. Yeah. Truly, if you weren't there, it's almost as if you don't exist to us. Uh, and maybe it was your fault that the team performed as poorly as it did. Hmm. Think about uh, that. We should point out for listeners, the joke is that Eric Lindblom was was at the tailgate last year. Uh, and was decided, a delight. 
It was very nice. <laughs> Decided not to show We really up. enjoyed <laughs> hanging out with him. And it was like, yeah, I'm not coming. So that was great. Cool, 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 cool. We hope you're okay, though, by the way. Um, next up from Elon Bloom. How many decommits will we see as a result of the recent on-field performance? I am buoyed by the fact that we got a commit. Yeah, it's weird. After- <laughs> it's weird energy. I think there's going to be a couple. But there were going to be a couple. Anyway, yeah. I- right? Right, so let me ask this. If you're being really sincere with yourself, Greg, what was your over-under on decommits between now and the pre-signing day? 1.5. And has that number changed? Not quite yet. Maybe you're at a two where you're willing to push. Like, I, I don't know, but you also don't know how many people Mel Tucker might flip. So... Uh, Elon Bloom has a question in here about coaching changes. We're going to skip that right now. Uh, are you buy, sell, or hold on Tucker? Well, we're we're bought. Yeah, we're buying. We're still buying. We're still buying, but for only a little bit longer. Yeah, I, uh, uh, Greg, I think your investment strategy is not particularly reactionary. So you're still maybe on the buy, but we're seeing some things we didn't think we'd see out of Mel. So maybe we're heading to hold territory. It's a hold plus, maybe a buy minus. Um, You've certainly revised the guidance for what you think the target stock price should be. There you go. There you go. 100%. Put it in terms for the street. Next up from Nate C. Very relatable. How are you guys? Yeah, if my McKinsey uh, reference from earlier wasn't relatable enough, now now we've got this. Tech, brah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Next up from Nate C, how are you guys doing? Are you holding up okay? Would you like to revisit my question from last week? Are you ready to see this season for what it is? Now I need to go back. Um, but Not only has Nate C never been wrong before, he's still not wrong. And we were wrong. We said that hope springs eternal. We claimed that at home, with the benefit of hindsight and a little fresh realization that in fact our shit does stink a little bit the washington game had provoked us into making the changes necessary to call ourselves both credible and respectable neither are true we were wrong for that we apologize also, no we take no. accountability mike nebraska jones has been is, fired nebraska from still, the podcast nebraska, nebraska is still worse we will lo- we would we we now we're not even playing nebraska and we will lose to them this year Next up is Brian Lozen. Is Tucker a snake oil salesman? If so, what kind of snake? I think our dear friend, Mr. Neurotic Pants, asked this very question very early in the Mel Tucker era. Um, Do we have... Not yet. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. But, Cobra. Next up, (laughs) Ali Atawe. What happens first? Brett Favre gets prosecuted for welfare fraud or Hazelton gets fired? (laughs) This fares very well with the January 6th joke. I like these. This is good. We're we are definitely... Folks, if you enjoy this humor, we need a, you to make up for a review that was left about us five and stars. our politics. So please go ahead and leave five a five-star review <laughs> if you think January 6th jokes are funny too. <laughs> leave a five-star review for all the five stars we're going to be losing with the number of performances we are going to be having. Next up... Mamopoly, oh, Susan, is your first inclination to believe that this also, is... Also, uh, sorry, I got to interrupt. 
also a sponsor of the pod, just like listener Mike Jones. Very uh, sponsor. Did, in fact, sponsor yep. the alcohol, some of the alcohol, much of the alcohol consumed at said mm-hmm. tailgating party. Thank you, Susan. And not just for that, but really for the mums. And for the mums out there. Uh, Susan, uh, I also want to thank you. I did a shotgun uh, of a beer for the first time in a 15 years. Plus. Yeah, and, and it was in your honor. And it was great. And so thank you. Thank you for that. Um, she found us on our Patreon. Uh, the uh, Mamapoli uh, asks, is your first in- inclination to believe that this is the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning? Oh, actually, not a bad question. Not a bad. You don't like it, but I love a well-structured question. When you say you don't like it, you mean to say that Grek is making a face of scorn and distaste. It for seems Monopoly like the right eleven now. win season doesn't fit in the end of the beginning narrative at all. It only leaves beginning of the end. So, no, I don't I, think so. No, because no, you need to you need to take all the data points in there too, because we also have recruiting classes as a data point and. Like, I, I just, we pluck a Kenneth Walker out and people assume that the, the, the transfer portal is some panacea for a lack of talent. And that's just not true. I mean, Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed is one of our better players, also a transfer. And he's Garbage. Like, was a maybe a sixth or seventh round draft grade, maybe an undrafted free agent. Like, I, I just, I don't, I refuse to buy into this idea that yeah, we had an exceptional player, but that doesn't make a program. We we Correct. all know that, Mel, that Mark D'Antonio was on the way out because he recruited like shit. I mean, those recruiting rankings nationally, be they as they may, were also like last or which near is, last in the Big Ten. Which is why it is, for me, the end of the beginning. We're, we're in it. We're going to stay in it for at least one more season. But we will get through it, I hope. And if I don't, then, wow, we're in real fucked up position. But if this is the beginning of the end, then stop watching now. I don't know. Go root for Scott Frost, wherever he ends up. Boople. Boopalini is our next coach. Next up from Mamopolyf, uh, what do the players do this week to block out the noise? Uh, Tucker talked about this today, uh, about how it's easier for the staff to do that than the players, um, which I thought was actually kind of a candid acknowledgement. And frankly, I mean, if they've been listening to this podcast for a while, they know uh, we are disappointed and we've called out some people, but it's all of you. You all sucked. Um, Except for Bryce Berenger. To be very clear, Bryce Berenger is a saint. He just sees Um, so well. That's what it is. But I, I don't know. I don't know that. Why? Why should they? Like what? I, I yeah. Stop sucking, idiots. Like I, I mean, we're not telling them anything or saying anything that they don't know. That that was embarrassing. Yeah. If I was embarrassed, it's because you should have been embarrassed. If they don't want the noise, then get off of social media. Like I, double down on your schoolwork this week. Try to. You know, just, I mean, take this for what it is. You're never going to play professional football. So focus on what you might do. Renting cars at Enterprise. Uh, uh, slinging uh, uh, ice cream cones at Cold Stone. Just, just focus on what you might get out of this degree for yourself. And be happy with yourself. That, that's what you got this week. Better luck in Maryland. 
We're going to want to cut that, I think. I feel like that one was a little... Truly brutal. Bad take? (laughs) Bad take? Personal. I Um, I think what you mean to say is do what Joey Hauser did. Just delete your social media for the year. There you go. Uh, And finally, from Mamopoly, what about about first-round buys with automatic top four Twitter question rankings for your devoted podcast listeners that joined the totally terrific tailgate? Someone... Maybe maybe she's a model that we should all follow in that she's clearly just looking forward to next summer at this point. Yeah. She's yeah. ready for Twitter question power rankings. That's right. Uh but hey, we got we got basketball season to get through and all the losing that's going to happen at the front end of that. Look, here's the problem is that October is going to be terrible in football and maybe November is better in football. Maybe. But basketball season is going to suck. <laughs> just brutal. I think Tom Izzo said today we bit off more than we could chew. Did he really? I know. I think he, I think he he asked that rhetorical question. Did we bite off more than we can chew? Maybe. Uh, but it's like yes, you did. Did we need a carrier game? Probably not. But I didn't want anyone else to do it. <laughs> I think I think that's actually a direct quote. Did we need one? No. Did I want anyone else to do it? No. Next up, always thinking 1835. What is your favorite kind of soup, Greg? <laughs> Goo from the Matrix. Is that does that count yeah, from that soup? Counts, soup? That counts. That's soupish. Does Soylent have a soup? If it does, yes. That's the soup for you. Next up, what what would it? It's oh, like a spacho. It's like a spacho. What would it take to get a can't read, can't write live stream during the next game? Not looking for real content with just just a hot mic or camera on each of your authentic game viewing experiences. So I think this is actually something that we could theoretically do if we wanted to. I don't know how much of an appetite the co-hosts have for this. I don't uh, want to lose my job. Uh, well, <laughs> I think I think the solution is we would have to charge. This would have to be gated content, Ooh. and it would have to go directly into the retirement account. And this CRCW is only fans. Yes, yes. it's yes. time. Yeah, it's, uh, maybe it's already taken. I don't know. I don't know. And last uh, up from Always Thinking eighteen thirty five, Jonesy. Hypothetically, if one were to want an alternative to D one college football, on to what level of the game should they switch their focus? D two or D three? Pro, high school, middle school, e-sports. <laughs> it's in the game. Uh, I, I would say whatever you you happen to have an allegiance to. Like, I, I don't care about the NFL because I have no allegiance to it. But um, so for me, as weird as it is, it probably would end up being high school. Because, like, at least that's something I connect my my own story to. Mm. Um. But I don't know. I could still sing my high school's fight song right now. That's let's not. But we're going to go next, next up to Thomas Zambiasi, who asks, what's more likely getting a correct order at the double decker McDonald's on a game day or the media team missing on a uniform announcement? Uh, the, the uniform announcement was pretty rad. Does not matter. Um, if you can't win the game. Remember when we were uh, during the off season most worried about the social media team turnover? Mm. That was I, w- I was I was not worried about that. That was misplaced oh, concern. Yeah, <laughs> we had more out. pressing matters which wow. to attend. Uh, next up from Tzam, would uh, classic home unis help things at all, or am I just in denial? It might actually be early stage dementia. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> you need help. 
Uh, Greg, Detroiters, or I think you should leave? Great question. Thomas, I'm so proud of you. And is this might have won you a Greg week in the power yes, rankings. Yes, it would Honestly, have. Should we just do the power rankings right now? Let's do it right now. As memeable as I think you should leave is, and as much as I enjoy it, Detroiters is a fantastic show. And if you haven't Let's watched through stay. it at least twice, then do better. I live here. Great. Great. Next up, Eman Sinner. So we have a pass rush specialist with no generated pass rush, a defensive coordinator with an uncoordinated defense, and a head coach who won't let heads roll. Am I missing anything? There's no. so much literature in a, the questions this another week. Another perfect question. Yes. If you could have worked, if you could have worked fisting into their E-Man Center, it would have been a permanent first spot ranking for all of time. We would have stopped with Twitter questions altogether. So God, that's uh, it. Really brings out the. It's like the the yes. fluid poetry uh, in the fan base. These everything. Weekends. Last and up finally this week, mi- and this visitor of the tailgate. Of thank the you, tailgate party. Who knows that the Foggy Mountain uh, uh, peanut, peanut butter is legit? Is legit. Formerly uh, Raymond uh, Chains, Mister Narayak Pants. First up, can we get rid of the notion that some years can be total write-offs slash rebuilds? That's demoralizing to ticket holders. <laughs> uh, so I I would uh, say I don't think you should conflate write-off with rebuild. Um, there you can be in a rebuild year, and there can be things to watch. You can expect a competitive product. Remember, twenty twelve. I think the team went what six and six. Um, I wouldn't quite call that rebuild year, but lost every game by less than a touchdown. Um, that was a, a team where there were things to see. And then the next year we go to the Rose bowl. Uh, I, what is demoralizing is the notion that uh, you write this off that like a rebuild should look what it looked like the last Mm. two weeks. That, that is not a rebuild that, that is no build. That is no building. Um, and and I don't think that I don't think that ticket holders should be demoralized. You can still go to the stadium. You can still boo the student athletes, and you can still file out uniformly as soon as the dum dums uh, throw a pick. So, and you take, can still wish you were at home instead of in the stadium. <laughs> and so, all of these things are things you can do, and they are redeeming in and of themselves. Uh, all right, next up uh, from Mr. Neurotic Pants. Seriously, the overall unraveling of MSU football since 2016 will require 10 years of success or the stature of the program will recede into maction. Ooh, wow. spicy. Well, well. I don't know that I'm quite willing to go that far. Uh, it seems we've... very fatalist. <laughs> uh but, you know, uh, I don't think you want to stack uh, the late years of D'Antonio on a, on a failure, a $95 million failure. So um, let's hope this is not a $95 million failure. Uh, last up from Mr. Neurotic Pants, this week in Spartan Nation, after presenting Jake Boss with a commemorative plaque for his 10-year NCAA attorney anniversary, Haller fires him. That sounds about right. Listener guest Alex Flom arrested for disorderly conduct after seeing Tuck at Walmart at 1 a.m., Couch, this good game could have implications. Uh, That's great. Just a little sprinkle there at the end. That's just a little sprinkle just to be like, yeah, it, it, it could be written. 
This is a great uh, way to end the podcast, I think, truly. Yeah. Um, with a, Is this a new program, uh, Spartan Nation? Like, no, it's been, it's been, he's had it the last couple of weeks. We've had it for, for a few weeks now. Yeah. Um, I'm sad to see the D'Antonio show go, um, but, and the Tom Izzo, uh, radio hour. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> Where we're at. it's time. New programming has to come around. Uh, I am curious which coach will start a YouTube channel. Um, though Tom, Tom Izzo had one that was very popular in Korea, if I remember correctly. Uh, but anyway, uh, gentlemen, I, uh, I, I do have to say it was a wonderful weekend. Um, uh, the love I felt for you both, um, exceeded the amount that the love of Plum's future relationship. So I am very thankful for the time I got to spend with you. Uh, and despite the fact that this, uh, sucked, I will continue to say, and I will continue to support colors, uh, go green. Go white. And because I don't want to add anything to the podcast, go white, gentlemen. <laughs>